Welcome to Rethink, the podcast that empowers you to challenge your existing beliefs and embrace new, more productive ways of thinking. Here at Rethink, we believe that the key to self-fulfillment lies in shattering old thought patterns and adopting new mindsets that support personal growth and empowerment. With expert guests and thought leaders from a wide range of fields, we explore strategies and insights that can help you achieve success and fulfillment in all areas of your life. From relationships to career, business ownership, and health, you are the source of your own success. We're just here to help you tap into your true potential and create a brighter future. So join us on the journey of personal growth and empowerment, and let's rethink what's possible for our lives. Eat that frog, 21 ways of stopping procrastination. That's what we're talking about today on Things You Should Know. Stick around. The Things You Should Know podcast, it's our pleasure to welcome you each and every week. Some of the topics that we discuss on this podcast range from tech to innovation, health and wellness to, yes, unsolved mysteries and crimes. You picked a great day to join us. We've got a great podcast ahead for you. Sit back, relax, listen, and enjoy. Thank you for joining us at Things You Should Know podcast. Hey, you. Yes, you. You're listening to Things You Should Know podcast. You like it? You like to hear more? Well, great. Would you like to know two different ways that you can support the podcast? All you got to do is when you're done listening to this podcast, go down into the notes, the show notes. There are two links there. Either one. Check them out. Thanks again. Have a great day. There's one quality which one must possess in order to win, and that is definite of purpose, the knowledge of what one wants and a burning desire to achieve it. Many of you have heard this quote before, and yes, it is from Napoleon Hill. I'm a big fan of Napoleon Hill. Think and grow rich. If you have not uh, read or studied Napoleon Hill, um, Outwitting the Devil, a number of landmark uh, writings uh, that can really change the way that you behave, the way that you see things and increase your consciousness. I would suggest that you do so. We are furthering our discussion uh, into the book, Eat That Frog, which, of course, is in the show notes for you guys. If you do want to pick it up, I thought this was such a uh, such a uh, practical yet effective method of stopping procrastination or even creatively procrastinating and learning how uh, to use your time. I've already completed the book. Uh, we've done an intro here on the podcast and I'm going to go through it a few chapters at a time uh, because I just think it's valuable for you. So I'm going to provide this uh, for you and we're going to talk probably chapters one through five today. It depends on, you know, how wrapped up I get into it because a lot of this stuff is really, really good information. Uh, but yeah, so thanks for listening today. That's what we have on tap. I want to thank our first timers for, for joining. Uh, if you've not done so already, please go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. You don't want to forget where you found us. Uh, we're on all uh, major streaming platforms, so go ahead and subscribe. Make sure you pay particular attention to the show notes. There are a number of items in the show notes that can assist you. Number one, we have a free giveaway. We always have something free to give away. We have um, a number of podcasts on this channel. Where we talk about health and wellness, and one of the things that we talk about and promote is the benefits of your well-being, your mental health, and your physical health. So we have a practical guide to uh, meditation, and to a daily yoga practice that is free. You can just download it for free. All you got to do is go in the show notes and click on that link and uh, give us your email address. 
and we will shoot that out to you post haste. Uh, you can support the podcast in the show notes through different ways, Patreon and Supercast. You can leave us a voicemail, uh, old timers, for those who've been around for a while and tell us how great you think the podcast is and how it's doing. Even better, what's your favorite podcast? Why did you like it? There are uh, links to some of the books that we've talked about on this podcast. So if you want to go and grab them off of Amazon, you can do that. Yes, it's great to listen to the podcast, but also I think it's important that you have a copy of it. That way you can kind of read it. You, you know, you never know. You go back over things multiple times and you things see things differently. And you always have your own copy. The other reason is you don't know what I'm telling you is true. Of course, it is from my end. I'm not going to mislead you, but you don't know that. So you could get a copy of the book and just make sure that this guy's telling you the right thing. But yeah, so we're going to go ahead and jump into it. I appreciate you guys hanging out with us again today on Things You Should Know. Definite a purpose is one of the things that Napoleon Hill talks about. And what that means is clarity. Your understanding of what it is that you want, where it is you want to go, who it is you want to be. Many times people procrastinate and many times people don't ever reach their goals because they don't really have their goals fully established. I find and I have found that in my life, the things that I procrastinated on are normally the things that I don't fully understand. So I I don't jump straight into something that I don't quite honestly know what I'm doing. I don't think anyone does. Uh, one of the things that we want to do, what we talked about in our premier discussion about Eat That Frog, was establishing goals, understanding where it is we're going, what it is we want to accomplish. You need to write those things down first. This is your blueprint. Otherwise, what is it that we're trying to accomplish here? I don't know if I've ever been a part of an organization where there are not clearly defined missions and visions. Every company that you take part in should have on their website and on their marketing material some form of fashion, their mission and vision. This is what we do here. This is how we plan to accomplish it. So it's clear all other subsidiary goals fall under those main goals, mission and vision. OK, so for you, what is your mission? What is your vision? According to Napoleon Hill, the greater clarity you have regarding what you want and the steps that uh, you will need in order to get there to achieve it, the easier it will be for you to overcome the procrastination. Now, again, the reason we're talking about this is because we want to overcome procrastination. Procrastination affects us all. I don't care how effective you are and I don't care what level you are in life. All of us deal with procrastination. There are tasks that we rather not do, you know, every day, every week, something ends up in our inbox, on our plate, uh, in our um, uh, voicemail that we just like, oh, do I have to deal with this again? And we procrastinate. So we want to understand how can we just get past it? How can we just go and just do irregardless of what the task is? And when we talk about overcoming procrastination, you're going to hear me say a few times, eat your frog. And that's what this book is referring to, eating your frog and completing the task that's before you. Whatever the task is, how do I set my mind where I can just eat that frog, uh, get past that procrastination and get things done? A major reason for procrastination and lack of motivation is vagueness. Vagueness, not understanding what it is you're actually doing. Confusion, not understanding what it is you're actually expected to do. And fuzzy mindedness, not understanding what it is that you are expected to do here. You want to avoid this common condition with all your strength by striving for ever greater clarity in your goals and in your tasks. So it's important when you are identifying your goals and tasks that you do so in detail. Now, how do we do that? Here's a great rule. We talked about it uh, before in the initial offset of this. Think on paper. Write your goals down. Only about 3% of adults have clear written goals. Only about 3% of adults have clear written goals, according to this book. These people accomplish five and 10 times as much as people of equal or better education and ability and who, for whatever reason, have never taken the time to simply write their goals down to see exactly what it is they want to do and how to accomplish it. 
So number one, write it down. So, Kelly, do I actually literally have to write it or can I put it into some sort of can I type it? Can I put it in uh, to an electronic journal or whatever, whatever? Yes, you can do all of the above. I will tell you, I prefer to write because uh, this goes back even not to get biblical, but this this is uh, on a on a spiritual level. When you write something down, you are making a written agreement with yourself. You see it on paper. You begin to bring it from the spiritual into the physical. So for me, writing it down, I now own this. Especially if it's an expectation, an achievement, something I plan to achieve, I want to see. And the first part of bringing it from the intangible to the tangible is writing it down, is writing it down. I don't care whether it's a new car or this entrepreneurship or your relationship or you losing weight. Write it down, write it down. And I believe you'll take it seriously, or at least it feels that way to me. So step one, decide exactly what you want. Either decide for yourself or sit down with your, if this is a work situation, sit down with your boss, with your supervisor. If this is a, a goals situation, sit down with your partner, with your wife, with your, with your partner, whoever it is. Um, discuss objectives until you are clear, crystal clear about what's expected. And also there could be multiple things. So make sure you write them in order of priority, in order of priority. Step number two, write it down again, write it down. After you have that conversation, write it down. Think on paper. When you write down a goal, you crystallize it and you give it tangible form, tangible form. Step number three, set a deadline. This is probably the most important because without the deadline, it can drag on forever. So maybe you, you're past procrastination to some degree, but you don't have a deadline. So you, there's no sense of urgency in getting this completed. Set a deadline on your goal and any subsequent goals that support your main goals, set deadlines for them as well. Everything feeds up. Let me give you an example. Uh, my goal is to have my house painted by the end of 2022. So a subsequent goal could be identifying a painter, identifying the color of house that I want to have. If it's not going to be the same, I've got to have that discussion with my wife. Uh, understanding where I'm going to get the supplies. Uh, and, and having some clarity on, uh, am I going to include my deck or am I going to do the deck separately? So all of these things have to be decided before my house can be painted. So if my goal, ultimate goal is, let's call it December 1, 2022, then these subsequent goals have to be done prior to December 1 and preferably sooner the better. Okay. So whatever you're doing in terms of understanding your goals or goals, then your goal are goals, plural. Understand priority, understand a sense of urgency, set a deadline. Step number four, make a list of everything that you can think of that you're going to have to do in order to achieve your goal. Very similar to the example I just gave you. If your goal is to lose weight, if your goal is to lose weight, then you want to establish number one, what is your desired weight? Okay, set a deadline. I'd like to uh, let's say, for example, you're at 175 now and you want to be at 150 by, again, December 1, 2022, which is very doable. You have to begin now to set your goals. Okay, how are you going to do that? Of course, you're going to have to do some level of exercise. You may have to purchase exercise equipment. You may have to purchase exercise clothes, workout clothes. Who knows? But whatever it is, you want to go ahead and meet those subsequent goals in order for you to meet your main goal. And let me tell you how great this is, how powerful this is. And this is what life is about. The reason why we have these challenges ultimately is for the purpose of self-realization. I'm not going to go there, but just know that that is the case. And life is never going to be, quote unquote, easy. You're going to be faced with challenges because that is what life is about. But understanding a system and incorporating a system like this helps you to achieve goals, irregardless of what the challenges are, because you can break them down into smaller bites. How does one eat an elephant? One bite at a time. What does that do for you? It allows you to uh, sit, sit back and to some degree enjoy the meal because you're not trying to eat it all today. And number two, it allows you to be in control of the situation. 
And being in control of a situation is a lot less stressful than feeling like the, the situation has control of you. So my point in saying all that is this. The reason why I wanted to bring something like this onto the podcast is because I believe that people who listen to Things You Should Know podcasts have a certain way of thinking. They're methodical, they're logical, practical, and and uh, academics, and want to understand from a scientific standpoint, how can I make something work better, even if that something is me? Even if that something is me. How do I do that? I can approach it scientifically. I can create a system within the time frame of my days, within my 24 hours, that can work for me, irregardless of the moods that I'm in. Okay, so that's what this is about. So we said, um, number one, that we want to have this discussion and determine what it is we want to do. Number two, we want to write it down. We want to think on paper. Number three. Once we put it down on paper, whatever our goals and desires are, we want to put a deadline there, sub deadlines for any subsidiary task. Number four, we said make a list of everything, every single thing that you think you're going to need to have in order to achieve your goal. And then the last thing, number five, is organize the list into a plan. Organize your list by priority and sequence. List all the tasks in order as they need to be done. I wouldn't, for example, go out and acquire the paint and uh, uh, let's see, I, I wouldn't get the house painted before I talked to my wife about what color we wanted the house painted. OK, that would be out of order because let's say if I pay the painter, he paints the house, he does a fantastic job. And then my wife says, this is this is not a place I can live because I don't like the color of this house. Now, that's counterproductive. You want to make sure you have things done in order. Step number six, take action on your plan immediately. Do something, do anything. Any average plan vigorously executed is far better than a brilliant plan on which nothing is done. I find myself in this sort of um, vacuum sometimes where you're thinking and then it becomes overthinking. You ever gone on YouTube and you trying to research something and then all of a sudden so many videos show up of this particular thing. You find yourself watching YouTube for, you know, hours on end and, and you're more exhausted now because there's so many options that you're you're you don't even know where to begin. You don't know where to begin. You don't want to do that either. Get enough information to begin and what you need will come to you from that point. I'm serious. I mean, social media uh, can be overwhelming. It can be too much information. Uh, I'm a gardener. And I'm telling you, you could watch gardening uh, uh, videos on YouTube all day. It could be a whole network. Matter of fact, they probably have a network like DIY type situation. But at some point, if you don't put a seed in the ground, you're not a gardener. You sit and watch YouTube all day. But if you're not out doing something, you're not a gardener. And so while you may want to refer to places like YouTube or TikTok or wherever you see these cool little hacks um, from time to time that you think may help you, don't get so involved in it that it is keeping you from the actual task at hand. Okay, don't get so involved that it's keeping you from the task at hand every day. Do something that is going to get you closer to your goal. And if you've got this great plan, but it's just in your journal or in your Evernote or in your notes on your computer or written in your journal on your desk and there's been no execution, no movement on it, then what good is the plan? Just do something. And then the last step is step number seven, resolve to do something every single day that moves you toward your goal. I said that earlier. Build this activity into your daily schedule. This should be your frog. This should be what you eat earliest. This is how I set up my um, day. The thing that is toughest, the thing that will move me closest to my goal is the thing that I do first. And sometimes it's more than one of these things. You may decide, for example, to read a specific number of pages on a key subject. Why? Because your goal is to become a subject matter expert in whatever that subject is. You may call on a specific number of prospects. Perhaps it is your desire to increase your uh, revenue for your company, for whatever product or service you're offering. And every day you're going to make it your goal to call to make a certain number of calls to prospective clients. 
The power of written goals. Clear written goals have a wonderful effect on your thinking. They motivate you and they galvanize you into action. They stimulate your creativity. They release your energy and they help you overcome procrastination as much as any other factor. Written goals. Again, I feel like when we write our goals down, it is to some degree a written contract between you and your higher self. That part of you that knows that, yes, you can accomplish all these things. And now I've identified that I that I can do it and I've written it down to the point I want to bring it into fruition. All right. So let's jump over to uh, that was all chapter one. By the way. <laughs> so let's jump over to chapter two. Uh, and, the t- and the chapter two talks about planning every day in advance. And this, I think, is very helpful if not obviously why is because you use, I'm trying to think of the term. Um, There's a term and and I'm hopeful that it'll come to me that successful folks have done this method in the past where you see Zuckerberg and, and, and Steve jobs and some of these guys, they wear the same clothes. Uh, Oh, it's called decision fatigue. See, See how the subconscious works? Thank you, subconscious. It's called decision fatigue. The fewer decisions that you have to make on a daily basis, the better. Why? Remember I talked about your short-term memory? You only have so much of that. And you want to use as much of that as possible for new, innovative, and creative ideas. But if you're trying to decide what socks go with this shirt every day and, you know, what type of cologne and all these menial things, then you're using that energy on those decisions when you could be using something else. Maybe we'll talk a little bit about decision fatigue uh, moving forward, but it is a thing. And so planning every day in advance, it allows you not to fall into decision fatigue. Why? You've pre-planned your day. So when you get up tomorrow, there's, there's no thought involved. You grab your plan and you go. You grab your goals and you go. This is what I designed. This is the method. These are the goals. Here are the subsequent goals. Here's the first thing I need to do today. No stranger wrote this. You put this down yesterday before you went to sleep. You woke up. You've got, uh, uh, you know, brand new energy, let's call it. And you've got a plan. So take it and go. Put on your jeans and your black T-shirt and, and head out the door and make it happen. Your mind, your ability to think, plan and decide is your most powerful tool for overcoming procrastination and increasing your productivity. Your ability to set goals, make plans and take action on them determines the course of your life. The very act of thinking and planning unlocks your mental powers, your triggers, your creativity, and it increases your mental and physical energies. Now, conversely, Alec um, McKenzie wrote a book, Taking Action Without Thinking Things Through is a Primitive Source of Problems. It's your ability to make good plans before you act is a measure of your overall competence. Let me say that again. Your ability to make good plans before you act is a measure of your overall competence. In other words, he who sets sail with no port in mind has no destination and is just lost on the sea. It's better not to set out if you don't have a port in mind. So that's wasted energy. But if you've mapped it out, you know exactly what port you're going to, then it's time to set sail. The better the plan you have, the easier it is for you to overcome the procrastination. It's so much easier because you understand where you're going. When, when I'm building, you know, I do a lot of woodworking and things like that. I don't just, most of the time I don't, just start a project and I let it come to me. Now, there's some very talented woodworkers that can do that. Sometimes I can do that. I've got pretty good vision, pretty creative uh, but also sometimes I can get into a situation where my measurements may be wrong because I haven't planned it out. It's, it's not really happened to me. I, I have built some stuff on the fly and it's turned out really good. I don't normally do that. What do I normally do? I normally have a bill plan. 
I've looked at it for a few days. I make sure I have all my tools. I make sure I have all of uh, nail screws, whatever I'm going to need, so I don't run out and have to stop in the middle and go to the store. So all that stuff I already have together because it gives me the best chance of success. Now, can I be successful if I just had some wood and a couple nails and some screws and I just made something? Yes, I I can do that. It's a little bit more stressful, creates a a, a bigger challenge. But the the more fluid and the easier way for me to do it is the pre-plan, which is planning ahead, which is what we're talking about, planning every day in advance. Increase your return on energy. One of your top goals at work should be to get the highest possible return on your investment of your mental, emotional, physical energy. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Here's an offer we thought you'd be interested in. Are you looking to develop and create stunning coursework? Uh, launch your stunning academy website in a snap. You can choose from among 50 plus designer made, ready to go, industry specific site templates to launch your website fast and with confidence. It's very simple, very powerful. They're flexible courses. You can wave goodbye to dull educational content. There are countless ways to package and distribute your learning content. Create listed or private courses that can be paid or free courses, or you can drip. Feed your content to build and to nurture your audience the way that you want. You can create compelling and interactive courses, leverage the most rich library of learning activities, and undoubtedly the most customizable course player in the market to build flexible learning experiences to keep your listeners engaged. And lastly, be the boss of your content and design your final course product exactly as you envision it. Preview it as you build it. In real time, get it up and running fast than you ever have imagined. Why don't you go down the show notes, guys, today and uh, click on Learns World. If you're interested in building courses that matter, you can monetize, create memberships, create courses and create passive income for yourself. So support our sponsor, Learns World. Two extra hours per day. Two extra hours per day. Always work from a list. Number one, when something new comes up, add it to the list before you do it. This is really good advice because you just don't want to start on something that's not on your list. You have the list for a reason. Increase your productivity. You can increase your productivity and output by 25% or more about two hours a day from the first day that you begin working consistently from a list. Let me say that again. How do I get two extra hours in my day? According to this book, you can increase your productivity and output by 25% or more, which is about two hours a day from the first day that you begin working consistently from a list. So why is that important? How many times have you started to do stuff? Phone rings. And then you're off doing something else. How many times have you started on an item or you're about to start on something and you start floating through LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, blah, 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 blah. And then 20 minutes later, you're like, what what was I doing? Or even you try to just go and check your email real quick and then you get lost in it. This is the importance of having written goals and items for each day. Because if you have something written down, especially you've got to prioritize one through five, then once you're finished with something, you can strike through it and then you go to the, you know exactly where you left off. So you're not confused on where you are. A lot of times, I do believe what Napoleon Hill said is true. It's got to be definite of purpose. This mental uh, confusion, fuzziness and, and non-clarity about where we are and what we're doing anytime during the day creates a lot of um, prolonged thinking procrastination and just not doing anything, just not being effective. So begin each day to plan every day in advance, uh, every week in advance if you can and month. Now, that's a little far out. I like to do every day and sometimes every week. Take a notebook or a sheet of paper or you can do it on your smartphone. Like I said, make a list of everything that you have to do in the next 24 hours. Add to your list uh, as new items come. Again, don't take on anything that you're not willing to add to your list. 
for two reasons. One, you don't forget. Sometimes you make a list and you forgot something pretty important. It comes to your mind later. You add it to your list. You don't want to lose the information. Okay, that's number one. But number two, how great is it to check off stuff on your list? It's awesome. It's a great feeling. It makes and motivates you to move forward. It makes you feel like you're accomplishing something. Lay out all of your major goals, your projects, and your tasks by priority. What's the most important? The sequence. What has to be done first? What comes second and so on? Start with the end in mind. Start with the end in mind. Think on paper. Always work from a list. So if we haven't learned anything today, we work from a list. We think on paper. Don't be willing to do anything that you're not willing to add to the list. You have the list for a reason. This is your priority or it should be. So how does your new idea, the new task or whatever you're being asked to do by your boss, manager, supervisor, how does that fit within what you're already currently being tasked to do? Where does that fit? All right. So we're going to jump over to chapter three. Chapter three is applying the 80-20 rule. I think you're going to enjoy this. Applying the 80-20 rule to everything. We always have time enough if we but we'll use it right. This is Johann Wolfgang von Goethe, G-O-E-T-H-E. So the 80-20 rule is one of the most helpful of all concepts on time and life management. It's called the Pareto Principle. Many of you I know have heard of this before. We talk a lot about it uh, in project management and just 80-20 rule, generally speaking, about people's participation in different organizations. So they're using the 80-20 rule or the Pareto Principle here. Pareto noticed that people in society seem to divide naturally into what he called few uh, vital few. The top 20 percent in terms of money and influence and the trivial many, the bottom 80 percent. He later discovered that virtually all economic activity was subject to this principle as well. For example, this principle says that 20 percent of your activities will account for 80 percent of your results. 20 percent. 20% of your customers will account for 80% of your sales. 20% of your products or services will account for 80% of your profits. 20% of your task, of your task, of your task will account for 80% of the value of what you do. This is spot on with uh, what I learned and discussed and debated during uh, project management certification. That the majority uh, of your time uh, could potentially, let, let me just make sure I say this right. If you can just do the top 20% of the things that are most important to your company, to your entrepreneurship, to your goals, you can accomplish 80% uh, more than if you try to do everything at one time. Now, this is where I delineate myself from people who say I can multitask, you know, multitasking for so long was a a thing that people thought so and still probably do. They think it's a great thing. And when you go to job interview or, you know, you get a new job or you're on the job now and your managers think, you know, yeah, you should be able to multitask, multitask. Well, to me, multitask just means you're doing a lot of, a lot of things. Okay. You're not really doing anything great. Because your mind doesn't work that way. You want to accomplish a task and move on to the next task. Multitasking has always left me drained, feeling less effective, less accomplished, and just sort of scattered, sort of scattered. I've been much more effective when I take on the task, complete the task, check off the task, and move on to the next task. The number of tasks versus the importance of the task. Consider that. It's an interesting program or, or, or discovery, if you will. Each of the 10 tasks that uh, you may take on have some amount of time to accomplish, but one or two of them tasks, one, of, one or two of those tasks, let me slow down, one or two of those tasks will 
contribute five or ten times the value of the others. In other words, there are some tasks on your list that if you get done, it's going to be way more valuable to you achieving your goal versus another. It could be weight loss. So on your, on your list of 10 things, you've got buying new running shoes. And then also you have changing my diet, like I'm going to become plant-based. If you do the plant-based piece before buying running shoes, I assure you that's going to add way more value to you losing weight versus whatever kind of running shoes you decide to get because you're changing your diet. It is a more value. Focus on activities, not accomplishments. You often see people who appear to be busy all day long. I've seen them and I've been that person. They seem to get little done. This is the multitasking I was talking to you about earlier. It's almost always because they're busy working on tasks that are of low value while they are procrastinating on the one activity that really needs to be done. If they completed it, it would make a bigger difference to their company, to their entrepreneurship, to their goal. The most valuable tasks that you can do each day are often the hardest and the most complex. We know this. This is not rocket science. This is really why we avoid them, because they're harder than the other tasks. It's much easier for you to go shopping for jogging shoes than it is to throw out meat from your freezer buy vegetables and plants to develop and incorporate this new diet. It's much easier to go shopping for the shoes, which is why a lot of people just go shopping for the shoes. Remember, whatever you choose to do over and over eventually becomes a habit that is hard to break. If you choose to start your day working on low value tasks, you will soon develop the habit of always starting and working on low value tasks. Let us all commit to the idea of starting every day working on the highest value task that we set forth the night prior. Before you go to sleep, you make your list for the things you want to accomplish that next day. What are the frogs that I want to eat first thing in the morning? What are the frogs that I want to eat first thing in the morning? I'm going to commit to three solid hours of work. Before I do anything, I'm going to work for three hours. I'm going to get up at seven and I'm going to work until 10. I'm going to get up at eight and I'm going to work until 11. And I'm going to do the only these tasks. And you'd be surprised how much more effective overall your day is going to be and how much quicker you're going to move towards your goal. No email, no social media. I'm going to work for three hours straight on these particular high value tasks. Now, motivate yourself. Just thinking about starting and finishing an important task motivates you and helps you to overcome procrastination. Think about how much closer to your goal weight of 150 you'd be if you got all that junk out of your kitchen and refrigerator and you replaced it with things that are high value in this sense to your to your to your body. Think about how great it would be if you actually accomplished writing 10 pages a day, how much closer you would be at the end of the month to finishing your book, et cetera, et cetera. The fact is the time required to complete an important job is often the same as the time required to do an unimportant job. So quite honestly, while we're on social media or picking up trash bags from Walmart or, you know, looking for those proverbial running shoes, we could we could be doing the hard thing. It's probably going to take around the same amount of time and we could have just gotten it over. You guys know as well as I do. uh, Many times the hardest thing to do is get started. The hardest thing to do, even on the tasks that we know are more difficult, is simply getting started. Let's jump over to chapter four and then we'll call it a day. Consider the consequences. Well, before we do it, let's let's review chapter three. 
We already talked earlier, chapter one, about um, determining our definite of purpose, understanding what it is that we're doing, what are our goals, what are we trying to achieve. Number two, we're talking about thinking on paper, the importance of understanding and writing down our goals. And then here, number three, uh, we were talking about the 80-20 rule, about applying our time, dividing our time. The, the, the consensus among a lot of people is we just don't have enough time. Well, quite honestly, we, we do have enough time. It's just how we use the time. So make a list of the key goals, the activities, your projects and things you want to accomplish and responsibilities in life. Which of them are in the top 10 or 20 percent of tasks that represent 80 or 90 percent of your results? Let me say it again. Make a list of all your key goals and the activities and the projects. Which of them are in the top 10 to 20 percent of your tasks that represent, if they're completed, 80 to 90 percent of your results. Resolve today that you're going to spend more and more time working in those few areas that can really make a difference in your life, in your career, in your entrepreneurship, in your weight loss, whatever it is you're trying to do. Work in those areas that are representative of the, the biggest bang for your buck is the best way I can say it. All right. Chapter number four is considered the consequences. Every great man has become great. Every successful man has succeeded in proportion as he has confined his powers to one particular channel. Orson Mardin. The mark of the superior thinker is his or her ability to accurately predict the consequences of doing or not doing something. The potential consequences of any task or activity are the key determinants of how important a task really is to you, to your company, whoever. And this way of evaluating the significance of a task is how you determine what your next frog should be or really is. Dr. Edward Banfield at Harvard University, after more than 50 years of research, concluded that a long time perspective is the most accurate single predictor of upward social and economic mobility in America. A long-time perspective turns out to be more important than family background, education, race, intelligence, connections, or virtually any other single factor in determining your success in life and at work. Now, your attitude toward time, your time horizon has an enormous impact on your behavior and then ultimately your choices. Successful people, according to him, have a clear future orientation. They think 5, 10, and sometimes 20 years into the future. They analyze their choices and behaviors in the present to make sure that what they're doing today is consistent with long-term future that they would like to have, that they desire. We all want to make better decisions about time. In your work, having a clear idea of what is really important to you in the long term makes it much easier for you to make better decisions about your priorities in the short term. In the short term. By definition, something that is important has long term potential consequences. Just as a rule, future intent influences and often determines present action future influences. So we're talking about our weight goal. Uh, In the future, we have predetermined, we've seen us at 150 pounds or 125 or whatever our goal is. And so that has an effect on what we will allow into our bodies today. So whether we are at Thanksgiving uh, dinner with the family or we're at a um, wedding rehearsal or, or reception, it doesn't really matter. We are tied to our long-term goal, and so that's going to affect what we eat, what we put into our bodies that day. Think about the long-term. Think about the long-term. Successful people are those who are willing to delay gratification and make sacrifices in the short term so that they can enjoy far greater rewards in the long term. Obey the law of force efficiency. The law of force efficiency says... 
There's never enough time to do everything, but there is always enough time to do the most important thing. Put it another way, you cannot eat every tadpole and frog in the pond, but you can eat the biggest and the ugliest one. And that will be enough, at least for the time being. As a rule, there'll never be enough time to do everything that you have to do. Just understand that. And that's okay. There's not going to be enough time for you to do every single thing. Our goal is not to procrastinate and to do the most important thing. Deadlines are an excuse. Many people say that they work better under the pressure of deadlines. Unfortunately, years of research indicate otherwise. Under the pressure of deadlines, often self-created through procrastination, people suffer greater stress, make more mistakes, and have to redo more tasks than under any other conditions. It's much better to plan your time carefully in advance and then build in a sizable buffer to compensate for any unexpected days and diversions. So when we're talking about setting a deadline earlier to our task, uh, it's a little contradictory here where it's saying deadlines are, are an excuse and to say, of course, set deadlines uh, for your for your task. My interpretation is this. Number one, you don't want to leave it open ended because you, you don't create any sense of urgency around it. But also you don't want to set a deadline and then procrastinate until the day before and then stress yourself out studying all night to, to pass this exam. So I think you've got to be mature enough to say, I understand that I have a deadline for this exam, for this um, achievement, for this thing that I want to obtain. And I don't want to wait until the week of the day before in order to begin the work on this. You want to continue to work toward that day at a sizable, what they're calling here, a sizable building, a sizable buffer to compensate for any unexpected time or diversions. Give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Know that you can accomplish it, but there are going to be some days where you may travel, where you may be called off to do other things, where your time is not really your own. So give yourself some time. Three questions for maximum productivity. Three questions. The first is, what are my highest value activities? Put another way, what are the biggest frauds that... I can eat today that will make the greatest contribution to my organization, to my entrepreneurship, to my weight loss, to my goal. This is probably one of the most important questions that you can ask. The second question, what can I and only I do that if done well will make a real difference? What can I do? Only I that can make a real difference. What can I do? This question comes from. The late Peter Drucker, who's a management guru, is one of the most important of all questions for achieving personal effectiveness. What can you and only you do if done well can make a real difference? What is that thing? He's saying here every hour of every day, you can ask yourself this question to come up with a specific answer. Your job is to be clear about the answer and then to start and work on this task before anything else. What can I do today? Number three, the third question is, what is the most valuable use of my time right now? Right now. In other words, what is my biggest frog at the moment? Maybe you've gone a little away from your list. Maybe your list got away from you because of your higher up, your division lead or your VP or whoever kind of switched around some tasks. And so you say, okay, given that, what can I do with where I am right now? What is the most effective thing that I can do right now? This is the core question of time management. I ask myself this every day, particularly when I am about to wind down and I say, I just want to complete one more task for the day. What could that task be if I complete before I go to sleep that could really be beneficial for today and set me ahead for tomorrow. What could that task be? Do first things first and second things second and third things third. Do things in order. Let's review this chapter. So you had your list of tasks, your activities, and your projects. 
you continually ask yourself which one of these projects or activities, if I did an excellent and timely fashion, an excellent job and in a timely fashion, which would have the greatest positive consequence or influence on my personal life and my work life. Determine the most important thing that you could be doing every hour of the day and then discipline yourself to do it, to work continually on the most valuable use of your time. Whatever it is that can help you the most, set it as a goal. Make a plan to achieve it. Go to work on your plan immediately. All right. So that's taking us up to chapter five, which is practice creative procrastination, which is where we will begin at our next podcast. But listen, uh, I I. Uh, the intention here is to provide you with some not new information because I don't think anything that I shared with you today is particularly new, but I think it is stated in a way that can help you to understand it again or better understand it. Many times I can hear uh, something more than once and for whatever reason, that third, fourth or seventh or tenth time, it seems to make more sense. And so I'm able to apply it and get some value from it. So what I've provided to you today, I don't think is anything new to you. Maybe it's uh, provided in a more organized fashion and in a way for you to receive it better. Uh, The goal would be for you to take it and to apply it. Obviously, to take it and to apply it. One, we're all professionals, whether we are working for a company or for ourselves, and we want to be more proficient with our time because the purpose of what we're doing is to increase our, let's call it our enjoyable time. No one's working because they really want to work, you know, especially on the corporate side. I think if you're doing something from an entrepreneur side, uh, this can be your life's goal and mission, etc. But for the most part, folks are putting in an effort, particularly as it relates to our careers and work, so that we can enjoy uh, our own time at some point. And when is that point going to be? That's the question. When is that point going to be? And you get a say in that. So let me know uh, what you think about the podcast today. What do you think about these techniques? And if you've employed them, how they work for you. Maybe you've got some different techniques that you'd like to share. We're going to come back. We're probably going to do at least three or four more of these episodes. And we're going to combine some of these chapters and really provide you with some tools. Some tools that you can use to be more productive and avoid procrastination. For now, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast. Make sure you do that. And then if you want a copy of the book, the link will be in the show notes as well. Thanks guys for listening. We will be back soon. Have a great day. That's all for today's episode of Rethink. We hope that you've enjoyed this exploration of new ideas and perspectives and found valuable insights and strategies that you can apply to your life. Remember, you are the source of your own success and fulfillment. And by embracing new ways of thinking, you can unlock your true potential and yes, create the life that you truly desire. Now, if you've enjoyed this episode, we encourage you to support the podcast by sharing it with your friends, your family members, your loved ones and associates, and even your followers on social media. Also, leave us a review on your favorite podcast platform. Lastly, don't forget to check out our show notes for free downloads and empowering ebooks that can help you on your journey of personal growth and empowerment. Thanks, guys, for tuning in. We look forward to exploring more ideas and insights with you in the next episode of Rethink.